Your next promotion is within your control, and this podcast shows you how to get there. Welcome to episode number 101. Today's episode, I am interviewing an old colleague of mine who I met several years ago at an executive wellness coaching certification that I did based out of Santa Barbara, California. Her name is Pam Borton, and she is an absolutely extraordinary leadership executive coach, and she coaches on resilience and how to really step into your own corporate athlete. She's also the former head coach of the University of Minnesota women's basketball team, where she took them to the final four in 2004. Her stories of resilience and powering through and strength and perseverance are so, so, so inspiring. So I had to get her on the episode this week to share about her new book called The Crooked Rim, Master Your Mindset to Strengthen Your Resilience for Limitless Personal and Professional Excellence. It is an absolutely phenomenal interview that you are not going to want to miss. Let's get started. Welcome to Maximize Your Career with Stacey Mayer, a podcast about achieving your career goals while also being yourself. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Maximize Your Career. I'm your host, Stacey Mayer, and super excited, as always, to be here with you again this week. This week, I have a very special guest for you guys. Pam Borton is somebody that I met many, many years ago, back when I was doing a continuing education certification, getting my health and wellness coach certification. And Pam was in some of the breakout rooms and we got to connect virtually. And she is one of those women that just really stuck with me. And since then, I have been following her work online. She has written two fantastic books that we're going to talk about today. But in the world of executive coaching, she is on point. That is actually the name of her company as well. But when you think about it, it really describes Pam and the work that she does for female leaders and for corporations. And she is just really changing executive leadership. And I had to get her on the podcast to share some of the work that she's doing and to also talk to us about her fabulous books that are out so that we can start implementing these amazing tools yesterday. So let me give a more formal introduction of Pam, and then we'll just start diving right in. As a leading ICF master executive coach, professional speaker, and author, Pam Borton is committed to taking C-suite executives, teams, and organizations to the next level. Her background stands apart with 25 years coaching Division I women's basketball, including 12 years as head coach at the University of Minnesota in the Big Ten. There, she led her teams to a Final Four, Elite Eight, three straight Sweet Sixteens, and numerous NCAA tournament appearances. Quite honestly, this is why I remember Pam so well, because she talks. She has some really great stories I'm hoping she'll share with us today. (laughs) She is also the author of On Point, and her newest book that just came out is called The Crooked Rim, Master Your Mindset to Strengthen Your Resilience for Limitless Personal and Professional Excellence. Pam, thank you so much for being here with us today. 
Thank you so much for having me, Stacey. And it's so great to see you again. And when you mentioned that certification in uh, health and wellness, I'm like, oh my gosh, that was many moons ago, but it was just a couple of years ago. Yeah, it really was, wasn't it? <laughs> it was. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about that, because obviously it sounds like what you're alluding to is how much you've grown since then, right? So when we think about many moons ago, it's usually because I was a different person back then. And I honestly, looking back, I certainly was a different person back then. So how have you grown as a leader just since that health and wellness certification? Well, I mean, I've grown just by being a continuous lifelong learner. And I think, you know, no matter what we do and what industry we're in, we have to continue to learn, stay relevant, stay curious. And that's how I have grown as a leader. And, you know, you dive into a lot of those topics that we dove into in health and wellness. And and goodness sakes, we didn't know the pandemic was going to hit us just a, a few months later. And so all of those skills and coping skills and recovery and resilience and that mental health and well-being all came into play for myself, mm -hmm. for others around me and for everyone, you know, all of my clients that I'm working with. So that's how I've grown as a leader is just continuing to learn and implementing all of those things that we learned in class, you know, into my life and also to others. Excellent. And so you mentioned being a lifelong learner. What are some of the other secrets to your success as a leader? Well, there's so many. There's so many attributes and characteristics that, that make all of us successful. And I think if I had to pick, I don't know if I can pick one, but the first one that comes to my mind is just persistence. Persistence and determined and focused. I've always been extremely focused. I always knew what I wanted. Even mm -hmm. when I was in my 20s, I knew I wanted to be a, uh, a coach at a program that could eventually go to a Final Four. I knew that when I was 22 years old. And so I was always focused. I was disciplined. I always had those aspirations in my mind, you know, that I had. So, you know, just that persistence, focus and discipline is really, you know, the secret to my success. So you're 22 years old, you know, you're going to go to the final four, and then you actually take your team to the final four. Are you just like, oh yeah, I knew that was going to happen. Well, when I was 22, I knew what I wanted. I wasn't there yet. So it was about 14 or 15 years later, I was taking my team to the final four. I was 22 years old and I was uh, green. I was <laughs> young. I had no idea what I was doing. But, you know, I, you know, paid my dues, got an entry level position at a, you know, division one school and just worked my way up the ladder. And, you know, I took some chances. I took some risks and just embraced every opportunity that I got. And by the time I was 36 years old, I was um, heading to the final four. Yes, that is so exciting. <laughs> so you have a really great story. You actually have a net behind you. And if you could see the visual of our recording today, she has part of a basketball net behind her. Can you tell us that story of cutting down the net? I remember this story. So it's a good one. <laughs> it, you know, it all started like the night before. It started the night before in, in uh, my hotel suite with my team. And all of those things that we talk about today, those meditation and visualization is all the things that we did as coaches with our teams. And we met in our, in my hotel room suite, my whole team, my support staff, and we did a visualization exercise with a pair of scissors that was still in its plastic packet. And we all gathered in my room and we had a 
pep talk, a chat, a visualization. And we asked all of the players and my support staff, you know, tomorrow night, we're going to be playing the number one team in the country, the Duke Blue Devils. And when that game ends and that buzzer goes off, we are going to be cutting down the nets. And these are the scissors that you're going to use. And this, yes, this was the day before. And what we would like you to do right now is we want you to take as much time as you need, find some room, have a seat. We want you to meditate, visualize, and take a pen and write on the back of that package who you're going to play for tomorrow night when you get on that court. Mm. And it was emotional. I mean, we had tears rolling down people's faces. We had smiles. We had giggles. We had all kinds of emotions that were going on in that room because when you think about where they were on the biggest stage of a player as a coach and a player, you always dream of going to a final four. That's the pinnacle of anyone's career or a coach's career. And they wrote on the bat who they were going to play for their family, their friends, their grandma that just passed away a couple of weeks ago. Um, their mom, their dad, their siblings, their their boyfriends, you know, wh- whatever it was. And exactly 24 hours later, they were cutting down the nets. And, you know, when you dream and you hope and you visualize and you believe, you can accomplish anything you put your mind to. Wow. That is so, so beautiful. I just had this image as you were speaking my goal, my mission, my, like the reason that I have the company that I have is to change the face of the leadership table, to bring more diversity into the boardroom, to give women the tools to get themselves promoted. And as you're sharing this story, I can't help but think about the possibility of bringing some of that experience to the corporate world. And so I would love to hear from you if you have any examples, because now you've transitioned from a, to a different type of coaching. If you've had any examples of bringing this type of work, right? This visualization, this wanting, why are we doing this? Why do we want a promotion, right? Why do we work? <laughs> like all of that, I bet you have some really great examples of bringing this work into corporations. Oh, we could talk about that for hours. Good. We've so got they, it. They, 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 <laughs> we share the same passion. We really do. I mean, I spent almost 30 years coaching young women, coaching them when they came in as knuckleheads. And I say that with all my heart. <laughs> yes. And watch them graduate four or five years later as strong, powerful, battle-tested women. And that was that was more rewarding to me than any any win, any big win, any final four is watching them go from a knucklehead to they could go and do anything that they wanted to do because they were so tough and confident and so talented. Yeah. And, you know, being able to instill that type of, a, of confidence and grit and belief in those young women, it was an easy transition for me to take those coaching skills into the boardroom. And, you know, I, I, a lot of clients are, they want to work with me. They're attracted to, to working with me because I've been that type of coach, a very successful coach. I have built culture. Um, I've gotten elite athletes to the next level, to the professional level, you know, build high performing teams, um, culture and organizations. And I do exactly that in the business world. 
And so I've translated everything that I've done in the, in the sports world into the boardroom and people love the sports analogies. Oh, totally. I love it too. Corporate athlete that like always comes out for me. And it's funny because when I say that to my clients, uh, you know, I say, think about what you would do differently if you were a corporate athlete, because most of them are somewhat challenged, even if they could get that C-suite level role, they're like, how could I manage myself? Right. I, and so I'm like, you have to start thinking like a corporate athlete and, and it, it clicks you into something. You're like, oh yes, I'm not managing my time. I don't have boundaries. I'm not disciplined. Mm-hmm. I talk about that a lot in my book in the crooked rim, you know, going from you know, the elite athlete and now coaching the corporate athlete. And I compare the two and it's actually tougher to be the corporate athlete. Tell um, me about so. it. Let's talk. Let's talk about that. <laughs> well, el- elite athletes, you know, they have seasons and ah. you're very fortunate to be, you know, an elite athlete and a professional professionals careers maybe if they're lucky last about 15 years until they're in their mid thirties. Unless you're a Tom Brady or a super right. that are 40 yeah. and they're freaks of nature. Yes. So, um, you know, they all have the best coaches. You know, some of them have three, four, five coaches. They want to be the best. They surround themselves with the best people. They they know how to recover. They know how to get their mindset. They know they develop themselves mentally, emotionally, purposefully, spiritually, obviously physically. And they're, they're seasonal and their careers are about 15 years and they have breaks. The corporate athlete, they're, they're working for 40 years and they don't have breaks unless they take vacation. And we know that 86% of people work on vacations today. Most professionals don't have coaches. They don't surround themselves with the best people. They don't train mentally, emotionally, or even physically. But however, they're asked to perform at even a higher level than elite athletes. Yeah. So then what do you recommend? How do we start training ourselves? Well, is get a mentor, mm-hmm. get a coach, invest in yourself, continue to learn, understand what it's going to take to be the best. And it's not just, you know, physical training, you know, running, sleeping, eating well, it is mental training. It's the qualities that you mentioned. It's how do I, how do I focus? How do I manage my time? How do I stay disciplined? How do I build those strategic thinking skills that that is mental fitness and then developing that motion that emotional side emotional intelligence that's pretty mm-hmm. self-explanatory and then as you mentioned a little bit earlier is that purposeful development understanding my why yeah why am i doing what i'm doing what purpose do i have what purpose does you know do i have to the bigger picture of this team and all of those four competencies I talk about a lot in my book, and that's what I coach in my executives. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So another reason why I'm really drawn to you, in addition to just all of your awesomeness, is because my first coach was actually my mother. So when I was in grade school, I played all the sports basketball, softball, volleyball. I was terrible at all the sports and I really just wanted to dance and cheerlead. That's, that's all I cared about. But my mom was the coach, right? And so I played all the sports because that's what I was supposed to do. But my mom was the absolute 
best coach. And I wanted nothing more than to be with her and to be on her teams. And even though I wasn't great at the sports, she found a way to still include me. I remember I was the catcher because when I was in fifth grade, nobody got the ball to the catcher. Right. So I didn't really, I didn't have anybody sliding into home plate and have to get them out. But she put me as catcher because of my voice, because I was loud, because I could distract the batters. (laughs) Like being But it's definitely what inspired me to be the coach that I am today. And so I have no doubt that your history, obviously, as a coach in sports has inspired you to become an executive coach. So can you talk to us about that transition a little bit for yourself? Uh, Absolutely. Um, After 27 years of coaching Division I college basketball, I came to a pivotal point in my career. And fortunately, I worked with an executive coach when I was coaching. The stress, oh, cool. Pre- yeah, the yeah. stress, the pressure, the high expectations. My job was, was extremely visible, public scrutiny. I worked with an executive coach for three years, and he helped me transform as a coach and a leader. And I had the, the best experience. You know, I, I felt everyone around me just... Um, got better and changed because I got better and changed. And when I came to a point in my career, I'm like, I don't know if I can do this. I interviewed for some jobs. I'm like, I don't know if I can do this for another 10 or 15 years. I'm going to take a year off, figure out, figure out what I want to do. In the meantime, I'm going to get my certification in coaching. And then let's figure this out um, in about nine months. Obviously I went in this direction and I'm so glad that I did. Um, I am, my why is still the same. It's, Mm -hmm. I have an opportunity to make a difference and an impact in people's lives, but I just don't have that round ball doing it. (laughs) So, but it's, it, what's your, what's your final four now, right? So you knew at 22 that you wanted to be in the final four. What's your next 20 years? What's your next final four? Oh my gosh. That's a, that's a great question. You're, you're great coaching questions. You know, it's funny because I try to help my clients reach their final four, mm-hmm. you know, their final fours all look different than my final four did. And so being able to define what that final four is, is really, really important. You know, I, I think for me, it's just um, continuing. I, I've reached my final four, but now I'm sure there's another final four. Mm-hmm. But I think just continuing to, you know, make a difference and impact in my clients, but there's so many more tentacles that, that happen below those clients. They're able to impact oh, yes. the entire organization. It's huge. So tell me about your process on coaching executives to find their own final four. I'd love to hear more about that. Well, you know, I have a whole coaching approach, you know, with onboarding and assessments and 360s and, and all of that, but really it's, you know, I ha- had a really interesting conversation with a client today and extremely, extremely um, high performer in a global tech company, you know, top sales individual and um, very young in his career. He's been at this company for 10 years. And it's like, you've got to look, you know, what are you, you going to stay in that position for the next 30 years? I mean, you're killing it. You're knocking it out of the park. And so mm-hmm. we've got to start thinking about what you want to do next. Mm-hmm. And what does your final four look like? Not just now, but we've got to think, you know, kind of with the end in mind. I love that. Yeah. So that you're making decisions today based on where you're headed, right? Like if you 
I, I just can't, I can't help but think that at age 22, knowing that you want to be in the final four, it had to have impacted every single yes that you had, every no that you made, right? Every single thing that you were doing was moving in that direction. And so that makes, that really makes a lot of sense to me. You're absolutely right. Any surprises transitioning into executive coaching? Oh, there's surprises every day. <laughs> you know that. It's like pop, pop. You know, one one thing as a leader, I would always tell my staff and the and the people that that surrounded me was one of the things that was a no no was I wanted no surprises. Ooh, yeah, no you were surprises. gonna make sure I'm in control. No surprises. Well, it's not so much control, but like you don't want to have to put out a fire or there's For no sure. going back or you can't fix an issue because you're just laying it on the table right now. Right, so, right. Yes, of course. Yeah, of course. Informed, no surprise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so surprises, <laughs> you know, transitioning. You know, I think it's just learning how to be a business owner. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, the coaching stuff was easy working mm-hmm. with clients, working with teams, having a process, but having a structure mm-hmm. for coaching, but like, oh my goodness, I had people around me my entire life doing everything for me, mm-hmm. you know, fixing my computer to graphics designs, to marketing, to, um, you know, booking my flights. I had people around me that did everything for me. Well, now we're doing everything. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, it's a little bit different. <laughs> so tell us about the uh, about your latest book, The Crooked Rim. Tell us what the book is about, what inspired you to write it, a little bit more about that. Well, what inspired me to write it was again, everyone around me, Pam, when are you going to write your second book? When are you going to write your second book? And I'm like, I'm saying to myself, I'm never writing a second book. I would never tell them that. I'm like, oh, I'm too busy. I don't have time. My business is blowing up in a good way. Mm-hmm. And then COVID hit. Mm-hmm. And I was traveling every week before COVID. I was on the road. And then I was not on the road. And everything became virtual. And, you know, talking with my clients and doing trainings. And also, I'm a professional speaker. So I was keynote speaking behind a screen, looking at myself speaking. It was it came to a screeching halt. And I gave myself again, I gave myself a, a deadline. And I'm like, okay, I have no excuses to not write a second book because I'm home. Right. And so I'm like, July 15th, I put it on the calendar because I always found something else to do or another excuse. And July 15th, I'm going to start an outline. I'm going to start writing my book. And so you know what's interesting about this story so far is that your your true north, your final four stayed the same. So the world changed around you, but you were like, look, I still have impact to make here. I still have lives to change. I still have work to do. How am I going to do that? I'm going to start writing a book. So I love that. I really, really do. That's fantastic. So you talk a little bit about growing up on a farm. So is and and you had the beautiful cover of the book is a, is a picture of a barn. And that's very surprising to me. If you're listening to this, you might not have thought that that's what this this book is laying out, at least from that perspective. So tell me about that idea to write the book. Well, obviously the hottest topic globally was resilience and Mm -hmm. what everybody was experiencing from social injustice to the election, to COVID, to the list goes on and on mental health. There are so many different kids are going, you know, kids are homeschooling. There are so many different things that 
people were experiencing for the first time and people really had to really kind of master their mindsets and really strengthen their resilience to get through this time. Mm -hmm. I had to do that myself as well. And I talk about it in the book. Um, But the crooked rim, um, obviously, you know, speaking about resilience, really, I learned resilience for the first time by shooting baskets, basketballs at a mangled crooked rim. Ah. When you're shooting shooting a basketball at a crooked rim, you're going to miss a lot. Hmm. That ball's not going to go through there perfectly if you have a round cylinder. And so I missed a lot and I just kept at it and I never gave up and I was persistent and I just kept finding ways for that ball to go through this mangled rim and I would never give up. And so that's where I really kind of learned resilience and that mental toughness and that grit. And that was, was shooting against the barn. And then fast forward when at the university of Minnesota, I'm coaching in the barn in Williams Mm. arena, they call the barn. Mm. And then my resilience had to go to a whole nother level coaching in front of 14,000 people. And you know, millions of people that are watching our games on television, you know, criticizing, judging every move, look, substitution, call, how you got after the refs or didn't get after the refs. Everything you're doing is being judged and Uh my resilience just continued. I just continued to master it as I went through my career because, you know, everything we do is, is a mindset. It's so good. And I, I just had this image of you and I I haven't been coached directly by you before, but I can hear you saying, I've seen it all. I've seen it all. You want to talk to me about that? I've seen it. I've been there. I've done that. Come on. Let's work it out. Let's figure it out. Right. That's so oh, good. Stacey, I love you. You, you are, <laughs> you, you, you get me really well. <laughs> so awesome. And then I just had the, I love the visual of the crooked rim. So there is something about this idea of learning how to make the basket in the middle of imperfections, right? So there's one thing, which learning how to make the basket in a perfect rim, but learning how to hit the basket in an imperfect world, right? Which is actually more likely. And that is the type of resilience that we need in the world and as executive leaders and as we're continuing to grow our careers, because it's not going to work out the way we had planned. There are going to be surprises. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I've learned that that if we think things are going to work out exactly how we had them planned, or I get to leave my position exactly how I wrote it up, mm-hmm. that's not going to happen that way. You know, right. I learned that as a coach, you know, oh, I can see how I'm going to end this. I can, I've written my script um, and it never happens that way. And so you have to continue adjust, to adjust and adapt and be resilient and, just get up and brush yourself off and move on to the next play. Exactly. Because the vision, the final four is still the vision, right? But how we're going to get there, who the heck knows, right? It's like You're absolutely right. So good. Any other stories from the book or anecdotes that you'd like to share that we could learn more about it? Well, you know, there's a, there's a lot about resilience in there. And I actually, in the book, there's two, there's strategies, there's tools and strategies on that are very specific that are all around um, our emotional capacity because uh, that hormone in our mo- in our brains, that serotonin just really kind of, it's a hormone that's dumped in your brain. And if you apply a lot of these 
practices, trainings, they're all teachable that we can become so much more resilient and then eventually mentally tough. My Mm. last chapter of my book is then once we've mastered resilience, then how do I get to that next level of being mentally tough? How Mm. do I get there? You know, so there's a great roadmap. It's a great game plan. I, I read the book over and over and I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I wrote this. I love this book so much. <laughs> oh, that is so, so good. Speaking of, so I think the book actually comes out on, you know, Amazon booksellers, all that fun stuff in January, correct? Is It's not officially out yet. Right. That, and that's the official release. I have some pre-sales. Um, I've already, I've been signing a couple of hundred, hundred copies in the last couple of days. Oh, we get to get your signed copy. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. You can go on to pambortonpartners.com and you can order pre-sales, personalized copy to you. You know, send me your address after this and I'll send you. Oh, thank you. Oh, it's so exciting. Pam, as we wrap this up, I want to hear from you. What is your advice to a woman that is looking to transition into the executive suite, right? So she's she's wants to make that bigger impact. Her final four is very clear. She wants to be a, a chief impact officer, a chief business officer, a C-suite leader someday, but she doesn't exactly know how to get there. What's your advice for her? Um, ask for help, get a coach, get a mentor, go talk to your supervisor, get a sponsor. But number one is, is I, I think is really important. And you and I deal with this probably every single day is women don't go for those positions because they're not a hundred percent ready. Mm. I don't feel like I'm a hundred percent ready, or I need to go get this certification, or I need to make sure I need to brush up on these skills a little bit, where I only feel like I'm 85% ready and no one's ever a hundred percent ready for any position. And, you know, embrace it, learn on the job, um, but just have the confidence, put your name in the hat and, you know, get a coach, get a sponsor, get a mentor and go for it. Yeah, this is actually something came to mind when you were talking about mental toughness or resiliency. And I think that uh, to my fault and to some of my clients fault, it will go to, well, I'm not mentally tough yet, (laughs) right? I'm not a corporate athlete yet. I haven't got my talk about exercise. I'm really not doing that, right? I'm not even drinking enough water. So I'm definitely not going to apply for this job, right? So like, I'm definitely not going to put my name in that. So how do we actually get over that hurdle that you're talking about, which is just put your name in? So knowing that we still have growth, right? We, we're not perfect. And it's not 100%. We're not 100% ready, but we're going to put our name in. Then what? When, when you say put your name in the hat? Yeah. Then what? Oh, my gosh. Because I don't want to fall apart. I don't want to break down. Then what? Well, I would say, you know, lace up, strap in, buckle up. And I would say you're a corporate athlete, whether you like it or not. Yes. yes. So you can be a successful one. You can sit on the end of the bench. You can be the sixth player or you can be a starter or you can be my top scorer. And so what do you want to become? And, you know, it's, it's, it really is that confidence. It's that confidence. And I would say, identify those things that are holding you back and what is it and why are they holding you back? And once I identify what those triggers are or what those feelings are, then we can then we can tackle those and get people ready. 
Oh my God, Pam, I need you in my back pocket. We all do lace up, buckle up and be my top scorer, right? Like just do it. Come on. Do you want to sit on the bench or do you want to play here? Let's go. I love it. I want to play. I'm like, well, let's go. But let's play. Right. Yes. Cause we do want to, right. And then you're like, you're offering, you're providing the invitation to play right? To go for it, to do the work. And it's so needed. Thank you so much, Pam. I really appreciate it. So what are some other ways that we can find you or learn more about you? Um, I'll connect to all of this on the show notes. Well, my book you can find on pambortonpartners.com. I'm all over social media. So Pam Borton, B-O-R-T-O-N. You can find me on LinkedIn. You can message me on LinkedIn. Um, I'm on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, way too many social media platforms <laughs> for sure. But I mean, Google me, you can find me anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. I love it. And any final words of wisdom or advice that you'd like to offer my audience? Yes. You know, when we talk about transition, you know, life is a transition, you know, every, whether it's personal or professional, we're always in transition and we should be in transition. If we're not in transition, we're not, we're probably not going anywhere. We're probably stagnant, complacent, you know, not getting to where we are not being fulfilled. You know, and life is a transition, whether you're you're transitioning from high school to college or college to the real world, or you're transitioning out of a marriage, or you're transitioning from, you know, a, a new job. Life is full of transitions. And it's it's how we how we embrace those. And we, and how we learn through those and how we grow through all of those, you know, life's a journey and, and that's part of the process. Awesome. I love it. That's such a great reminder. Thank you again, Pam, for being here with us today. We so appreciate it. Thank you, Stacy. Great to, great to be here. Hold up. Wait a minute. Before you go, I want to tell you about the changes that I have made to the Executive Ahead of Time coaching program. I recently celebrated my one-year anniversary of that program, and as a celebration, I decided to open it up for lifetime enrollment for all members. So what does that mean for you? It means that as soon as you join us inside of Executive Ahead of Time, you get immediate access to the 24 core training modules. You will get weekly live group coaching from me, and you'll also be invited to our weekly roundtable discussions where you get to connect with other peers, other powerhouse women, all looking to advance themselves into senior executive leadership positions for life. You are going to get lifetime access to everything that I offer inside of Executive Ahead of Time. So if you've been listening to this podcast and you resonate with everything that I share here, then run, do not walk to join us inside of the program. Go to executiveaheadoftime.com to register yourself today for life time enrollment. The earlier you register, the more lifetime coaching you get from me inside of the program. Go to executiveaheadoftime.com and I cannot wait to see you inside.